By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. It is BS.show. Do you know Shelly Barr? Do you know that Halsey recorded a special version of that song for our show? She listened to our show one morning and she recorded a special version. Are Sorry you, about that. Are you there? I actually thought I was live. Um, she did. Yeah, it's called So Bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the special version of the song. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, uh, he starts off like that. Aw, how cute. It's 616 on a Monday. Hard to believe it's 13 days till Christmas. Isn't that sort of amazing? It they, is hard to believe, yes. Two weeks from yesterday, Christmas Day. Oh, my. I tell you, crazy, 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 crazy. Crazy, 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 crazy. And crazy, 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 crazy. Already, crazy. I'm upset. Why? The Little Debbie's Christmas tree cakes are gone. Can't find them anywhere. They have disappeared from the stores. You'd think they'd have enough on stock to you take them. You haven't even eaten your fall party cakes yet. Well, hold on a minute now. I, I'm trying to build up, you know, a stash. But, but uh-huh. yeah, I mean, why is it that, I mean, I'm getting a little bit upset with Little Debbie. Are they are they not gauging the, the level of uh, excitement that people have about going out and buying, you know, Christmas cakes? You'd think that... Christmas cakes, Christmas tree cakes would be available all the way through Christmas, right? So you'd be able to, hey, I'm going to a party, a Christmas party tonight. I'm going to stop by the store and get some Christmas party cakes. Everybody at at the party will love them. And they would. You know, people, oh, my God, those Christmas party cakes are so good. They're gone. Can't find them anywhere. I went online, even looked at, you know, like stores like Walmart and things like that. They have them in the, the, the in the DeSoto store, so maybe I'll drive down to Jefferson County this afternoon or this morning and buy some at the DeSoto store. But that's the only place I can find them. And it's interesting because, you know, I've learned my lesson shopping online with some of these sites where they, hey, there's 22 in stock, and you show up, there's none of them. You know, it's like, you know, I mean, not not necessarily that, but a lot of things because their inventory system doesn't necessarily work all the time. You know what I'm saying? It says there's Two in stock, and you show up, there's none. That happened to me recently with something, but I won't go into that. Anyway. Um, you know you can get them on Amazon, right? Yeah, but they're super expensive. They're That's like, for a box of six of them. For a box of six of them, they're like $12. No, a box of six boxes. And they're 50 bucks. They're like $6. They're not, they're 40 Well, still, it's like $6 a box. They're in the store. They were 250 if you got them on sale at, at Schnooks, they were $2.50 a box. I mean, like, talking about bending you over, you know? I mean, like, geez, Louise. Really? Well, no. I mean, like, like, okay, it's almost as bad as, like, buying concert tickets, okay? You know, it's to the point where, I mean, I don't, you know, they talk Would about. Would you go to uh, Trans-Siberia Orchestra? No. They talk about how expensive the, uh, you know, the. I know they talk about how everybody's broke, nobody has any money, but yet when the concert tickets come online, you know, what was the, they, the, I think the smartest woman in the world just sent me the other something the other day that if every person who went online to buy to buy uh, Taylor Swift tickets, she would have had to done 900 concerts. 900 concerts. I mean, think about that for a minute. That would be like for a year, she'd be doing like three concerts a day. I mean, like, of course, she'd make like $10 billion, but it's physically impossible. 
See, that's what cracks me up about this. Oh, my God, the economy's so bad. Everybody's broke. Yeah, but yet people are going online. And not only that, this whole deal with the Ticketmaster thing with the fees, like 50, 60 bucks a, a ticket for, for the fees, things like that. Okay. You know, that's that's out, that's out of control. Have I, you tried Aldi's? I don't think they even have Little Debbie's at Aldi's. Well, we have a listener that just texted Aldi's. I don't think they have them at Aldi's because of the fact it's a name. You know, Aldi's is like... Is they don't have any name brand stuff at Aldi's. It's all like if you go if you go to to Aldi's, they have the snack cakes. It's all but, white label. Oh no, they're they're little Howard snack cakes, you know. And they have this guy with this weird guy with strange Tiffany glasses. Tiffany said she saw them there yesterday. At Aldi's? Mm-hmm. Which Aldi's? Wentzville. Oh, I'm not driving to Wentzville. I mean, oh, you know, but you'll drive I mean, to DeSoto. <laughs> yes, of course, I'll drive to DeSoto. I'm, okay, to Wentzville. Wentzville's too far. Plus, you got to go through that S curve out there. You know, I mean, you know, you really don't. I can actually get you there without even going on seventy. Oh, really? Helicopter? Then is that what you're going to do? You take me out there in yeah. helicopter? Did you see the helicopter the other day? It was red and green lights. I swear it was Santa getting ready. Shelley. What? I got news for you. What? All aircraft have red and green lights. This one had special red and green lights. <laughs> no, they all have red and green lights. And I learned I learned my lesson. Um, you never learn your lesson, Brad, but go on. I learned my lesson. I've always confused about port and starboard. And it was very easily explained to me. Okay. Think about when you get on like a jetliner. You always get on the left side. The door is always on the left, right? I mean, as you're, as you're, in other words, as you're facing, if you're sitting. Do you mean left, correct? Well, if you're sitting in the aircraft, if you're the pilot, the door on your left is the door you get in. I mean, like that's the 737. That's the port side because okay. you always get on and off a ship on the, at least most of the time, on the port side, which is the left side. And the starboard side is the right side. So because. I've never been like a a you know aquamariner, but I've been a pilot. Okay, and occasionally some pilots will refer to their aircraft as their port and starboard side, which is not usually the way it's done. Like the FAA will say left and right. You know, the guys, you know, air traffic controller says, you know, he's off your left, off your left. They'd give like a clock position. They go like nine o'clock on your left, and then you know where it's at. Anyway, don't you find that fascinating? Starboard and port. Where did that come I do. from? Where did that come from? I don't know. I mean, I. No, I, I mean, like today. Why, why did you bring that up? I don't know. Stream of consciousness. Aww. You know, stuff like that. And by, You always ignore me whenever I have a stream of consciousness. I could make a comment, but I won't. <laughs> but Probably a good thing. Have, I know you don't look at this kind of stuff. Have you been reading... All this stuff that Elon Musk's yeah, been... Brad, I've been reading. No, no, you haven't. Have you been reading the the stuff? All the stuff that Elon Musk is dumping dumping about Twitter, about all the things that went on with Trump and stuff like that. No, Shelley, if you read this, you will never, ever, ever believe anything you see on any of the social media sites again. It's just, it's just like this is is pure, pure, blatant uh, control of the media. And you know, once again, I get it. You know, Twitter is a public is a private company. I mean, it was a publicly traded company, but it's not a government company. So, in other words, you can't claim First Amendment rights. You can't say, "Well, they're suppressing speech." I mean, all the crazy stuff they did, talking about you know, you can't say. And and what's interesting is he's dumping all these emails 
and he's dumping all this. You know what? You know what? Uh, what slack is? Um. Yeah, the thing you don't give me. <laughs> no. Uh, it's a. It's an app, and a oh, lot, I didn't know that. A lot of companies use it for internal communication. It's like. It's like sort of like. It's like Facebook Messenger, but it's just like. Everybody has like a Slack group you belong to. In other words, you know, like if you're like work for a company and like like you're in shipping, uh, uh, you know, it's 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 you'd be on a Slack group that wouldn't have all the people in the shipping department on there. Anyway, they they've released all these internal emails, all this internal communication. It's crazy time. And the interesting part of it is, the only place you see it is on Fox. If you go to CNN, nothing. You listen to NPR, it's not there. Matter of fact, last week when all this stuff started to hit, uh, there's this couple of these organizations that monitor all the media channels like, you know, the NBC Nightly News and things like that. And they give you a, a, a countdown, a recap every day on which stories they ran and how much time they gave in each story. You know what I mean? All the channels last week, NBC, CBS, CBS uh, ABC, guess how much time they devoted to this whole thing with Twitter? How much? Zero. Didn't even really? mention it. It didn't even mention it. Because, That's fascinating. Well, the, the reason is because they're part of the problem, because they do it too. It's like the crazy weird story with the, this reporter from NBC. This is going on like three weeks. Remember this reporter? We talked about this. He shows up in today's show live one morning, 7 o'clock, you know, our time, 8 o'clock their time. They start, you know, today's show. He's there live. He's out in San Francisco. He's, he's doing this breaking story about the Paul Pelosi hammer, getting hammered in the head thing. And he does this story, which totally contradicts everything else that's been reported at that point in time. Uh-huh. And like 20 minutes later, he puts this on the website. 20 minutes later, it's scrubbed in all the NBC websites. And the guy has not been seen since. He's gone. He's not on, he's not on NBC anymore. I mean, he they claim he still works there. And the only thing anybody heard from him, he's, his Twitter account went silent. Everything went silent. Except last week on Instagram, he had pictures of himself at, on vacation in France. He's like in the south of France or something like that, on the beach or something like that. And the guy's like, and and all the news organizations are calling NBC. Hey, what was, his name's Peter Aguilera or something like that. Can't, I'll look it up. Anyway, they're calling NBC. NBC's no comment, no comment, no comment. What happened? I mean, it's just sort of weird. And see, you know why? What, did they let a little truth, truth sneak through and well, but, they're but, paying the price But for nobody it, knows. Or? Nobody knows because there's all this contradicting evidence about the Paul Pelosi thing. And and you know, the other thing that came out, and this is gonna be this is gonna be sound like I'm really like, you know, like a drink in the Kool-Aid, but this is sort of interesting. Remember the this crazy guy that went into the Colorado uh co- you know, the Colorado Springs uh gay nightclub and killed all those people and shot all those people. There's two interesting parts of that story. First off, an army vet was in there and tackled him and beat the crap out of him. Good. Yes, yes, I'm going to yes, yes, yes. And because when they showed him in court, he was in a wheelchair. It looked like he'd got run over by a truck. Uh-huh. Okay, but all the news organizations, oh, he's he's a right winger. He likes to listen to, he like used to love to listen to Rush Limbaugh. He's anti-gay. Then it comes out in court, he's non-binary. Okay, let me think about this for a minute. I don't know what that means. That means he's like one of them. He's one of like the 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 people in the LGBTQIA. If you're if you're non-binary, oh, okay. you're like LGBTQ. You're part of the LGBTQIA plus. So community. you're binary. Well, yeah, and so are you. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but but the idea being, all of a sudden, it comes out that he's one of them, and the narrative changes. Nobody talks about the story anymore. It's gone. 
Nobody talks about it anymore, which is terrible because See, you can scrub the internet. Well, but but it's a terrible crime. And once it is. and once again, there's all this weird stuff that comes out about him. And and the other thing was, do you and, and there was the, the one like the guy the guy who shot all the people in, in Buffalo, New York, who was the, the he he was a white guy who shot all the black customers, that grocery store in New York. Yeah. It comes out he's this bizarre left-wing environmentalist and one of the things he wrote the reason he killed all the people is because overpopulation there's too many people out there and the black people have too many kids so he killed all the black people because then they have it kind of can't have any more kids because the more kids we have the worse the environment's going to get. Guess what? He's a left-wing guy. I'm going like, okay, that story disappeared. You know what I mean? Because they said, oh, he's this, he's a right winger and he loves Trump and he went to Trump's press conferences and he went to Trump's, you know, meetings and things like that. No, he's some left wing kook that that thinks that, you know, like I told you my professor, that bizarre professor has my first class at SIU that taught the Paul Ehrlich book, the pop I think it's called The Population Bomb. The book was written in nineteen sixty eight and said by nineteen eighty there would be mass starvation around the world because of the fact that the population exploded and there wouldn't be enough food for everybody. What's interesting is at this point in life, in this point in time, I read something just last week. I think I'll find it again. They say there's less people who are in uh, poverty starvation mode than any other time like in the last 100 years that we've done a great job with farming and we've done a great job with getting, you know, food and things like that to some of these countries that don't normally have their own production of food and things like that. And I'm going like, okay, so what happened to this guy? And this guy's still alive and they interview him every once in a while and he still says, well, I was right. It's just going to take longer. That would be like me saying, you know, that'd be like me saying, hey, hey, Shelly, I'm going to give you the winning numbers for uh, Powerball this Saturday. And you go, really? I go, yeah, here they are. And and or, I don't know if I just said, I'm going to give you the winning numbers for Powerball. And you'd say, what are they? And I give you the numbers. So you go out and buy a bunch of tickets, and they don't win. You buy all, you know, you buy my numbers. You buy like five or six tickets with my numbers. Give one to your daughter. Give one to your husband. Oh, we're all going to be rich because we're going to win the Powerball because we got the numbers. And then you come back, and I, you didn't win. And you come back, and you go, hey, you told me there was going to be the, the winning numbers. I go, I didn't say when. <laughs> like sometime in the next 20 years, those numbers are going to be the winning numbers. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like okay, that doesn't count. Right? You always have a caveat, right? Right. I love Dick Caveat. I mean, I used to watch his show all the time. <laughs> oh, I personally like it. It's it's almost right up there with escargot. <laughs> you want me to tell you the escargot joke again? Uh huh. You want me to tell you the escargot joke? Sure. Never mind. Okay. Okay. It's 6.30, Brad. We have to take it's a break. It's already 6.30 on have, a Monday. We have to take a break, and we are going to have fun today. Today, we we're going to tell about all the great things that happened to Brad in the last week, which will take about 10 seconds. It's, Ooh, that should be extra fun. <laughs> it's 6.30. It's BS.show. You like that song, Shelley? I do. Is that Straight No Chaser? No, that's Megan Trainer. believe it or not. Is it really? Yeah, there's two versions of that song. There's the acapella version, and then there's the regular version. I chose to play the acapella version, which I think is much better. But I may play the other one. I don't know. But made me, made me, made you look. Okay. So, so Shelly and I have a problem that we have to talk about on the air. Shelly texted me over the weekend. Where were you when this gentleman approached you? I was at a holiday party. A holiday party. You get invited to all the holiday parties. I don't go to any parties. Nobody invites me to anything. That's not true. I invite you and you never come. 
I do. I come on. I I was I I you know I wanted to go to the LBB party on Friday night. You didn't invite me. That's because I didn't have one hundred and fifty dollars for your ticket. What? One hundred and fifty bucks? What does she work for Ticketmaster now or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually quite lovely. Okay, so someone came up to you on Friday. Was that the story? Uh, s- Saturday. So you had parties on both Friday and Saturday night. Okay, I did. Okay, so a gentleman comes up to you and says, "Oh, you want me to finish it?" Yeah. He said that he um, he thinks that you make me sound that you're condescending to me, and he said after you talk for a couple, you know, like ten, fifteen minutes, and you're condescending to me, he just turns it off. What are you doing talking to Steve Casper? <laughs> I would never talk to Steve Casper. No. So so he says, I make fun of you and I'm condescending to you. Yes. Well, I mean, we, 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 we throw stuff back and forth at each other. You know, I mean, you make fun of me too. Yeah, but that's a perk. <laughs> what do you mean? For you, it's okay, but for me, I shouldn't be doing it? Is that what it was? Pretty it? much, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I get the way this is going. <laughs> Hello, yeah. So what the did you The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. What did you say to him? Did you agree? Did you say, oh no, Brad, Brad would never do that to me. I said, well, that's kind of our dynamic, but. Well, but the idea being is we go back and forth. You say goofy stuff. I say goofy stuff. You make fun of what I say. Like a lot Brad, of times, there are people out there that think that you make fun of me. That they're, you're condescending and snarky. Shelly, there are people out there that think you make you you make make fun of me. I mean, talking about driving. I do not make fun of you. That's the thing. Okay, so I, I so in other words, you really think I drive forty miles an hour in the interstate? I do. <laughs> well, I don't. I you, but I don't. And that was like the most grueling. But because of the slow driving, uh, because of the fact that you're you're ever to get to my destination situation, your speedometer doesn't go below eighty. That's why you know that it, is it, it turns true. on at eighty miles an hour. Oh yeah, okay, I'm going eighty. Matter of fact, anyway, okay. So I'll Did take. Did you just deflect? No, I'm saying you, you totally just deflected. you make fun of me. That's stuff like that. And What do I say that makes fun of you? Once again, I drive 40 miles an hour. You know, I mean, like, you say that all the time. I don't do BFD, that. That's not a big thing. It is to me because I because you know why that's personal to me? Why? Because my, you actually drive 45? No, that was my dad. My dad was, I'm telling you, <laughs> when we go back and forth between Missouri and Illinois, and I think I figured it out, Missouri has a 45 mile an hour minimum. I believe it's 45. One of them has 40, one of them 45, Okay. When we would cross the border, if like let's say we're in Illinois and the, the minimum speed was 45 and we could go 40 in Missouri, my dad would slow down to 40. I'm going like, Dad, I'm thinking, Dad, you know, can we drive a little faster? I mean, you know, I mean, and quite honestly, the interesting part of that is I heard a traffic expert once upon a time. And uh, no, this sounds. I thought you were the traffic. No, no, expert. no. I mean, this guy's like a traffic engineer. Works for like one of the MoDOTs or something like that. The MinDOT oh, or something like that. This guy's got yeah. an engineering degree, and this is what he studies. And it, when I tell you this, it's gonna be you're gonna go, duh. But he says, you know what the cause of most accidents, traffic accidents, are? Driving and texting. No. Cars traveling at different speeds. And I know that sounds crazy because you're going to go like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, but when somebody passes you at 70 and you get behind them and you try to maintain the speed with them, the police don't like that. Well, but the point being is 
that if everybody got on the interstate and if the speed limit said 60, if everybody did exactly 60, it would cut down on the accidents. I mean, he gave statistics. It was like mind-boggling. It was like if everybody on the interstate did exactly the speed limit, traffic accidents would decrease. I think he said like 42% or some crazy number like that. And what's interesting is, first off, on Friday night, I had two guys in a row pass me, not one, not not once, not twice, twice, no lights. I'm I knew going, you were going to say I'm that. Going like, what? And ever since you have said that, I have made a note, you know, that 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 is happening. Have so you, I've been, you know, like flashing my lights. Have you noticed so it? So they automatically think there's a cop behind behind there. But, That's not why I'm flashing my lights at you, dude. But have you turned no- your lights on? But you've noticed it as well too, right? I have. I mean, yes. pe- I'm going like, okay, now you think, okay, well, you drive down the interstate. Well, once again, if they don't have any lights on, they don't have any tail lights. So in other words, if you come up behind them, you know, and and you know, let's say they're driving slower than you, I mean, you're gonna smash right in the back of them unless you get real close to them. You know, and it's crazy stuff like that. That's and, when you need that. Um, well, control uh, cruise control that's speed related. Okay, here's here's the scenario. That was stupid, but Here, yeah. Here's the scenario you're talking about: dynamic cruise control. Um, here's here's yeah. the scenario that scares me. Okay, you're at night, you're at a stop sign. Okay, and you know it's an uncontrolled intersection. In other words, you come into a main road and traffic is going left and right of you. They don't have any stop lights or stop signs at that intersection. Okay, you're sitting there at that intersection and it's nighttime and you look to your left, you look to your right, you don't see any headlights, you pull out and some smashes into you because he doesn't have any lights on. So what happens? The guy says, he, she pulled out in front of me. He pulled right out in front of me. How do you prove that he didn't have any lights on? You can't. You know, and, and, and to me, it, you know, it's to the point where I'm going like, okay, I understand how it's a problem nowadays because back in the day, the way most cars worked is when you turned on your headlights, your dash lights came on, right? And your dashboard lights weren't on until you pulled the little, little button or pulled the, you know, pushed the button or pulled the little thing to turn your headlights on. Nowadays, most cars, the dash lights come on all the time. When you start the car, the dashboard lights up. And like in my one car, uh, you know, when you're driving during the day, the dashboard lights are brighter. And when at night, they dim down. So in other words, they have like two levels, okay? And on that particular car, I've got the automatic headlight thing. I leave the thing to automatic. You you probably do as well too, right? You've got automatic. I do. Yes. So in other words, when you turn the car on, if it's dark, the headlights come on, okay? Yes. So you don't have to worry about that, okay? So the other problem is a lot of people have daytime running lights, on yep, their car. I do. I like them. Well, the problem is at night when you're driving and you don't, t- excuse me, don't turn your lights on, the daytime running lights are on but very dim. So you go, oh, I, my lights are on. And they're not because you don't have any tail lights. And some cars just don't have any lights on. <laughs> Hold on a minute. And I'm going like, I don't believe it. That's a, that's at the time when I wish I like was Mr. Police Officer, you know, like you know, light him up with the light bar, you know, woo, 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 pull him over. Hey, you know, you don't have your lights on. I don't? No. Turn your lights on. Now, last week, I was behind a guy that had no brake lights. And quite honestly, I See, almost... now that scares me. I almost hit the guy because of the fact yeah. that he, he, you know, he comes up to a light, the light turns, lights turns yellow, and he decides he's not going through that intersection. He puts on the brakes really hard. Well, normally... You see the brake lights come on, and you go like, oh, okay, i got to stop behind this guy. No brake lights. 
And for a second or so, I thought to myself, okay, well, what's he doing? And then I realized, oh, crap, no brake lights. So I jammed on my brakes. I didn't come very close to hitting him. But, you know, I wanted to get out and say, hey, man, you don't have any brake lights. But I'm afraid as I walked up the window, he'd shoot me or something like that. That could very well be <laughs> you know, nowadays. You just don't do that kind of stuff anymore. No, you, know, you do You don't knock on somebody's window, hey. You're, nope. You know, because that's how that's how the you know that's how the the the, the road rage things start. You know, hey, absolutely, it does. So, what do you do? You know, and the headlight thing to me, I'm telling you, on a weekly basis, I'm not out. On, you know, especially this time of the year when it's dark so early. You know, 4:30, and you know that's the rule too. I think when you take your driver's license test, I believe the the law in the state of Missouri is you have to have your headlights on a half an hour before official sunset. Or a half an hour after, or uh, after sunrise. So, in other words, let's say official sunset. Like today is, I think it's like four four fifty or something like that. I'll look it up. Um, which means you'd have to have your headlights on at four twenty. Nobody has their. Well, I shouldn't say nobody, but a lot of people they don't turn them on. And I'm going like, okay, common courtesy, turn your damn headlights on. And the other thing about it is, you know, in we don't have this law in Missouri. At least I don't think we do. In Illinois, it's been like this for a long time. In Illinois, if you have your windshield wipers on. You have to have your your lights on. Do you know that? I did. It's a state law, but I don't think it is in Missouri. And once again, that makes sense to me because if it's raining, you have reduced visibility. Turn your headlights on, you know. But yet, once again, I'm telling you, I'm the kind of guy that one of my cars had it to the point where I actually wired it differently to the point where whenever I turned on the ignition switch, my headlights automatically came on. Morning, noon, and night, no matter when, I drove with the headlights on. And I think that's safer. That started. I like in, that idea. That started. I really in, do. That started in Canada, believe it or not. Years ago, Canada came up with this survey with the daytime running lights. And the crazy thing on that is, a lot of the newer cars don't seem to have the daytime running lights anymore. I'm going like, okay, what happened? I thought there was they a really law. They really don't. I don't. I don't know what's going on with that. Me and driving. I've driven. Yeah, I don't know. I've driven in my life. Probably at this point in time, well over two two point five million miles. Two point. I said that before. People go for oh. one of her smiles. Well, no. Why, how's that possible? I go. <laughs> I used to be able to say, and when we we're in Washmo, I said, go in the parking lot. The cars back there have over a million miles on it, and there's not a car older than 1997. And I put almost every miles in those cars. People go, how's that possible? I go, I drive a lot. I love to drive. And the reason he drives so much is because he only drives 40, and so that way he gets to his destination. It just takes him a little longer. Hold on, man. Phone's ringing. Yes, ma'am. I know Shelly Barr makes fun of me all the time, doesn't she? It's terrible. She makes me sound so dumb. She makes me sound like Mr. Magoo driving along the highway. Yes, I'll talk to her about it. Okay, thank you for calling. Okay. You know the whole condescending <laughs> thing? I think that's what he was talking about. <laughs> Oh, look, it's 647. <laughs> it is B. Hold on a minute. I screwed up again. I didn't do the right. You know, once again, Brad screws up. That guy that says that I'm always condescending towards Shelly, Shelly never screws up with the equipment here. It's always Brad. How's that? That's because you never let me press the buttons. <laughs> Ever. I'm like, what does this do? Don't touch that. <laughs> yeah, well, I know but better. What about this? <laughs> nope, don't touch that either. That's like Shelly, just don't touch anything. That's like, you know, me getting into a cockpit alert at 747. Hey, what does this button do? Don't touch that. You know, you know, it's, it's, there's certain things. Can you imagine that? 
Can you imagine, like, have you ever seen, like, it's gotten better because a lot of the cockpits in some of the newer places, what they call glass cockpits, which are all, like, digital displays. But have you ever, you've probably gone into the cockpits of, like, of aircraft like that, haven't you? I, I, I have, yes. I mean, you, you, I'm even amazed, like, how do they know where all the buttons go? You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. I mean, how do they know which switch is on or off and what's, you know, what's, you, there's four selectors here, one, two, three, four, where should it be? I mean, geez, Louise. And you know what they're talking about? I don't know if you know this or not. I read this article last week. They're talking about they're going to petition the FAA to allow the big jets. They're going to they're going to try to start it with cargo jets. One pilot. Huh. No co-pilot. Just a pilot. And I'm going like, I'm oh. surprised they have no pilots. Well, and no. It's going to be like a Johnny plane. Well, a Johnny plane? What's a Johnny plane? It's from a it's from a movie. It, it was they had the automatic attendants in the cabs, and they were called Johnny Cabs. I've never heard of that before. Never what, mind. What it's movie is probably that? Probably a movie you didn't watch because it was good. Because I don't, I'm not as as skilled in watching movies as you are. You're you're like you know I'm I'm much below your stature of of movie watching. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm trying not to be condescending. Well. You, you need to try a little harder. <laughs> no, but they're talking about, like, you imagine a 747 with one pilot in it, okay? Like, I get it. They're talking, well, it's cargo. Yeah, but guess what? If that plane crashes somewhere, it might come down on your house. And I, I don't, you know, once upon a time, if you go back in history, matter of fact, it used to be the big jetliners had a crew, a lot of times a crew of four. There was a navigator. There was a... Uh, the flight engineer, and then there was the pilot and the co-pilot. And then they went to three. They got rid of the navigator. They still have the flight engineer. And then now they're down to two. Okay, so one, I'm going like, what if the guy has a heart attack? There are all sorts of cases where, I mean, you can you can find them. If you go onto YouTube, all you have to do is put in air traffic controller, dead pilot. And there are case after case after case of commercial airliners where either the pilot or the co-pilot literally has a heart attack when they're flying and the whoever is the surviving one, the pilot or the co-pilot, has to get on the two-way, declare an emergency, and bring the, the, the plane in by himself. Now, the reason for that is there's a thing. I find this fascinating about the whole thing with like air, you know uh, airliner pilots and things like that because when they fly... There's what they call, there's the guy who actually has his hands in the controls, and then there's the other guy is the observer. And they go back and forth. Sometimes the, the first officer will be actually flying the plane, and the, the, the captain will be observing, and, and once again, the opposite write that. But they cross-check each other. And, you know, to the point where, like, you know, flaps at, at 10, and confirm flaps at 10. So when you're by yourself, I think you get sloppy. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense to you? It does in and, many many uh, levels. Well, like for example, if if you do something wrong, if you're flying and you do something wrong, like let's say you're the pilot and the co-pilot does something, you hey you know blah blah you know you that that you shouldn't have done that. Okay, I'm sorry, I'll change it. Now there's also this thing called you know what they call sterile cockpit. You know about this? I do not. Is that like the boy in the bubble? No, during landings oh. and takeoffs, <laughs> I think it's like. 20 minutes after a takeoff and 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes before a landing, you're not allowed to have any personal conversation in the cockpit. 
You can't, huh, you can't, you can't say, "Hey, where are you going tonight?" Whoa! As soon as we land, I'm going to the bar. Going to have a couple brewskis. Can't do that. It has to be all business, and and they actually monitor this because sometimes they will audit the cockpit voice recorders and listen to what goes into the cockpit. And they, you know, they they know that I can't remember the exact time length. It's it. I may have the time wrong, but you're not allowed to have any. And the reason for that is through the years. There have been several crashes that have been attributed to the fact that the pilots were talking about, you know, hey, what did you think of the Cardinals last night? Oh, boy, they were great when Bulls hit the home run. And they're not paying attention to what they should be paying attention to. So they call it sterile cockpit, which, you know, once again, if you're in there by yourself, which to me, I'd be talking to myself. So I'd be violating the rule if I was talking. You talk flying. to yourself all the time anyway. <laughs> boy, that's condescending, Shelley. It is not. It's the truth. <laughs> it's Oh, if it's the truth, it's okay. Okay, we, we'll pick this up on the other side. It's 6.59. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. And I am never condescending to Shelly, even though she may think I am I'm not. I think she's the most wonderful person in the world. Thank you, Brad. Hold it. I forgot to turn your mic on. Go ahead. Say that again. Oh, so I'm the most wonderful <laughs> person in the world with no mic. I forgot to turn it on. Okay, you buy a lot of stuff on Facebook Marketplace. I do. Have you ever been scammed? I have. Okay. How were you scammed? Can you talk about it? Sure. Um, the first time I was scammed, this was a little thing, but your rugs on Marketplace, if they say that they are dog and uh, people-free, smoke-free, blah, 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 people lie. So if you buy a rug, chances are it's... I got scammed by a rug. So you I, you bought a rug that was supposedly uh, smoke free and dog hair and cat hair free, and it was correct. what stinky and with cigarettes. Oh my gosh, it was ew. St- stinky cigarette smell. Smell? No, it was um, stinky, animal. St- stinky dog smell. Yes. Okay. There's... And I have two big dogs, and but this was this was icky. So, so I just threw it away. I didn't even try to get my money back. It's did like, you did you say to him, "Hey, this smells like dog"? No, I I was done with them. Would did, would did you spend a lot of money? No, thirty bucks. Okay, 40 bucks. Let me tell you. You know, I watch all these car guy videos. You know what the new scam is for for Facebook Marketplace for car guys? What's that? Somebody will go to somebody's house, and there's like a car in the driveway. They'll take pictures of the car. You know, like maybe ten pictures, and that happened to me with the conversion van. Well, but but you you remember that, right? Yeah, but but this is this is like they what they do is they go to somebody else's house, and so in other words, what they do is and they they put it on for a low price. Like let's say it was like a, a really really low well, price, and you think, is oh this my a god, this is this what? is a deal, this is a deal. So what the, your instinct is like, hey, can I send you a deposit? I'll be there. And, you know, typically they'll put it like in other markets. Like if you're in St. Louis, they'll they'll have it like in Cape Girardeau. And they'll purposely put it in the St. Louis, you know, uh, Facebook marketplace. Hey, yes, for sale. They do. Cape Girardeau is, you know, 19, 1995 Ford Mustang. Excellent condition. Only 50,000 miles. All options. $2,000. You go like, wow, that's super cheap. So yeah. you contact him and go like, wow, is that for real? Oh, yeah. And you got the pictures. Okay, can I send you a deposit? Yes, send me a deposit. And then and then what's the address? They give you an address. You look it up, and it's a real address, okay? You send them a deposit. You get, This is what happens to these guys. They show up at the address. There's the car. You knock on the door, and the people go, 
I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not selling that car. I'm going like, what a scam. I did not know. I never. Huh. This is happening all the time on the on the, on the cars. And then they put it on like different like different posts, the same posts, but in different markets. You're okay. Right. right. Okay. But, but at the same time. But the one guy that I watched, this guy at Wichita, all these guys at Wichita, they found this car, which was a 1990 Chevrolet Beretta, and it was an Indy Pace car. And it was, honest to goodness, an Indy Pace car. A very rare. There's only like five or 600 of these made, the whole bit. This is exactly what happened. Some guy down the street went and took pictures of it at a guy's house, put it up in Facebook Marketplace. Now, this guy knew it was a scam. You know, he, he was going like, he, you know, he says, I really want this car. But I, and once again, the scammer wanted a $1,000 deposit. You send me $1,000 and, and I'll save it when it's yours when you get here. So he goes, no, I'm not sending you $1,000. And he says, I'll send you 100 bucks. And they go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. So the guy says, okay, send me 150 bucks. He shows up. It's at the guy. It, it's at a house. Sure enough, knocks on the door. The guy has no idea what he's talking about. I'm not selling that car. It's not for sale. It's one of my favorite cars. I'm going like, God, this is crazy stuff. Did this happen to you? No, no, no. I but what's when but when when the guy explained what happens, you think about it for a minute. <clears throat> if you go like like you go in your neighborhood, you you can go down the street. Some guy that lives down the street from you, he's got a car parked in the driveway all the time. Okay, and you think about how easy this is to do. It's like let's say it's a 2010, I don't know, 2010 Ford uh, Expedition, which is one of their larger SUVs. Looks beautiful, you know, has all the fancy wheels and, you know, very well equipped. And you take a bunch of pictures, you take like 10 pictures and, you know, and, and, you know, picture from the front side, you know, no dents, paints in excellent condition. And, you know, you know his address because that's where the car's parked. So you go on there and you create a fake Facebook account, or even you have your own Facebook account. If you like, you know, don't care if you get caught, you use your own Facebook (laughs) account and you put it on there like, you know, hey, normally these are, you know, must sell this weekend, leaving town, you know, things like that. You know, normally, you know, $10,000 blue book, today only $4,000. Go, wow, that's a deal. So, you know, you contact the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I got tons of people contacting me. First person that sends me a deposit gets it. Okay, how much do you want? I want a $1,000 deposit. Okay, I'll send it to you. Bang, he's gone. I'm going like, okay, here we go. The one the one that I see all the time is, and 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 which is interesting, is something that's like a man kind of stuff, like a piece of like lawn equipment, you know, something like that, like a zero-turn lawnmower, something like that. And now, why would you specify that as a man thing? Because this, this is this is what they typically. This is one of the areas that they concentrate on. Because I've done some research on this, and it's sort of crazy. Because you can go on, like you can go like you know, uh, Facebook Marketplace scam, and you can read all these crazy stories. You know, you just you just you just. Uh, but the idea being is. But why is the lawnmower or tools a man's gig? Okay, because the ad reads. Something to the effect. It's a woman, supposedly, that's selling it, saying like, you know, I got divorced, and in divorce, I got, I made sure and took his most prized possession, his tractor, or his zero-turn lawnmower that's like, you know, $10,000 lawnmower. And 
I just want it gone. I wanted to race from my memory because of the fact that I don't want to think about him anymore. And the reason I took it because I knew he would really be mad if I got the lawnmower in the divorce. Okay. So in other words, you go like, okay. Because a get- woman scorned always works. <laughs> you get that. Lady's not happy. She got divorced in the divorce decree. She wants the lawnmower, even though she's never going to use it. Maybe she would. I don't know. You know, some women cut the grass. That's fine. But so the idea being is like, it's like, okay, we'll go. I'll get his lawnmower. It's his favorite prized possession. Or his, or his bass boat. You know, like some stuff. Stuff once again, it's like a woman writing the ad. Like, guess what I got in my divorce? I tick, I ticked him off because his most favorite possession was his was his bass boat with his big Johnson on the back. That's a motor, by the way. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I'm going like shaking my you know, head, bro. What cracks me up about this is that it's like you read these guys who are in prison. It's typically guys. And you read some of the crimes they do, and you go like, okay, they really had to put a lot of thought into this. Why wouldn't they just run a regular legitimate business and make lots of money? You know what I mean? Why would they, you know, you know in other words. Because it, they're in prison. But if someone's good at selling stuff on Facebook Marketplace, they can make a lot of money. You know people that, that make a living off of selling stuff. on. They're, they're, I do. I'm a, I'm a member of this group. And what is it? Wentzville Buy-Sell Group. You're probably a member of that one too, right? Not Wentzville. I'm Lake St. Louis and Chesterfield. Okay, but you know what I'm talking about. There's all I of do. them. I there's, do. There's Franklin County Buy-Sell. There's John Jefferson County Buy-Sell. There's you know Chesterfield Buy-Sell, all that kind of stuff, okay? And most of the people, if you look at it, there's a rating system and they, you know, it's it's like on it's like on eBay where you know good seller re- responds quickly to questions and things like that. And but yet, why would you know? I don't know. I mean, you got scammed because your husband um, needed a a special vehicle to get around in, and there was yes. what was it? It was a Sprinter, a converted Sprinter that was like wheelchair ready and all that kind of stuff, right? And had, it was beautiful. Had the ramp on the whole bit, and it was yeah. bogus. I showed it to you, didn't right? I? And I said to him, I even said to him, I said, I don't know, Shelly, this does it looks too good to be true, you know? Because I mean, Brad, no lie, we were ready to get out, and it was in another state, and we were going to drive down there. Didn't and you? We were ready to like. <laughs> Take money out of the bank. Didn't you have to send a deposit? Wasn't that the deal too? No, I didn't have to send a deposit. But how is how is that going to work? If you're going to show up, <coughs> hold on a minute. If you're going to show up, and how, what are they going to do? Oh well, hey, give us the money. It's parked out and back. No, you're going to look at it first. Aren't I you? don't know. But they said that I couldn't really look at it. I mean, it wouldn't do really behoove me to come down there because it was already. Uh, packed for transportation. Would they have it like in bubble wrap or something like that? I have no idea. <laughs> they wrap it in bubble wrap. But then when I sat there and I looked, I mean, I was, I mean, we were like ready. And I'm like, then when I realized we were scammed, I was like, well, see, oh you- my God. Because you actually had us the same situation at I, the same time. Well, you sent it to me and I go, and I even said to you, I go, Shelly, this looks like a scam. Remember, I, you sent that thing yes, to me, and you yes, said, he said, well, you know, Dave and I were going to drive down by it. I go, I don't think you should go anywhere. I think this is a scam, and it was. It was a scam. It was. And it wasn't like $20,000 or something like that? It was It was less than that, actually. But still, if you know what the Sprinter vans are, the Sprinter vans are the big Mercedes-Benz full-size vans, and some of those are like literally- And, and they're tall. Six figures. Some of them are like like new 
no new a new sprinter van empty if you buy just a regular old empty sprinter van they're like fifty sixty thousand dollars i mean you know it's just like the bottom line it's just steel in the back there's nothing in it just like you know for cargo and stuff like that you get yes. some of the ones that are fixed up like for wheelchairs or like even campers some of them are like two hundred thousand dollars they are and yet you were going to buy that one see but i wasn't condescending to you too at that point i you know <sighs> <laughs> Okay. You know, sometimes it's better just to absorb what people say and and act upon it appropriately than keep on bringing it up. Hold on a minute. Let me put my thumbs and my fingers. Mm, um, <laughs> Stop it. I'm absorbing. We're all going to get around and sing Kumbaya. Um, 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 I'm absorbing. Um, um. Okay. I think I got a lot, a lot of, enough of that. Okay. Okay, we talked a lot better. in the last couple of weeks about the marijuana thing in Missouri and the whole bit and the new yeah, drive-through. I want to see how good your your week was last week. By the way, by the way, you know the the lady who drove into the marijuana dispensary in Washmo? Yeah. I went by it on Friday and apparently I may be wrong in this, but it looks like they're going to put up a temporary building. Looks like, you know how they have like... How are they going to do that? It's a pot store. No, 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 no. I But I think they're going to have to... I, I, I've i heard through the grapevine, I don't know if this is true or not, that when she went through the building, she did major structural damage to the building. Well, and, you think? Well, sometimes they condemn the building. I mean, sometimes so... Sometimes what, I'm sorry? Condemn the building. Uh, yeah. Okay, so when I went by it on Friday, I went to, oh, to the crap transmitter site on Friday... There were two halves of like a modular building sitting on the front lawn. You know what I mean? They weren't together. They were yeah. like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, it looks like looks like they're going to put them together, and it's going to be like, but it's they're sitting on the front lawn of the building. I'm thinking to myself, are they going to turn? Are they going to move into that temporary building? And I'm thinking to myself, I wonder if the building's been damaged beyond repair. I mean, you know, it's like a car. There's a certain amount of damage you can do to a car where it gets to the point where it's like, uh, you can't fix it. You know, in other words, it's cheaper just to junk it than it is to try to fix it. Yeah. And this is an older building, probably, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 years old, uh, been been around there for a while. And I'm thinking to myself, I wonder if it structurally damaged the building and they're going to, you know, condemn it or they're going to have to do major work on it. And so they're going to, and it could be that, you know, a lot of times when, you know, buildings like this happened um, out in uh, O'Fallon where when that gas explosion hit, the building mm-hmm. inspector goes around to all the buildings, you know, all the houses next to it and condemns them and you can't go back in the house. You know, maybe they, I don't know. At I, all? Ever? Well, no, until until they people go in and repair it. So in other words, the building's condemned. The building inspector sticks condemned sticker on it. You can't go back in the building, house, whatever it is. And, you know, can it be rebuilt? Once again, the insurance company has to figure that out. They may say, okay, you know, it's going to cost, uh, you know, $400,000 to repair this house. It's cheaper for us to just tear it down, yank out the foundation. There was a house in Washmo like that, right on on uh, on High Street, and a really cool house had a fire. And, you know, and you looked at it from the outside and it it didn't look too bad. I mean, obviously you could tell it had fire, the windows were, you know, blown out in the whole bit. One day I go by, they're tearing the house down. And I knew a guy that lived next to it. I say, what happened? He says, well, the fire started in the basement in the uh, in the furnace, and it burnt right up through the center of the house, and it sort of burnt the core of the house out. 
it it damaged like the the main beam that holds up all the stringers. You know, like you know what I'm talking about. You uh-huh. go in your basement, I do. get that main I beam. The I beam melted. Yes. So in other words, they'd have to completely take the I beam out and take all the floor out. And they figured, eh, it's just cheaper to just to wreck it. So that's what they did. Ran a bulldozer through it, wrecked it. You know, tore the foundation out. You know, had the had the you know the concrete breaker come in, just break all the the, the driveway up, all the you know the floor, the walls, the whole bit. Tear the whole thing out, put a new foundation in, built a brand new house. Cheaper to do it that way. Maybe maybe that's what the problem was with that older house down in the city. Which one? There's a lot of them like that. Down no, in the, city. the one that um, they they didn't really try to save it, but they could have. Well, there's a lot of them like that. Um, it's like no. if if you've mm-hmm. been if you've been down. You actually said that Ed Guterman. Oh, Ed Golterman. Oh my yes. God, that guy. Where did we, we we should have him on the air again. If you know who Ed Golterman is, <laughs> he's this well-meaning guy who I think has nothing better than do. He posts like forty times a day on on Facebook and everything is negative. And if you believe him, the world revolves around the Keel Opera House, which is now the it's not even the it's not it was the Peabody Opera House, now it's the Stiefel it's not Opera the House. Sheldon, right? No, the Sheldon the Sheldon is over in the and he hates the Sheldon. He hates the Sheldon. He hates the hates the Fox. Talks about, you know, he hates sports teams, he hates the Cardinals, hates the the Blues, hates the the new soccer team, hates everything. Hates, 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 hates. And he's always talking about the things in the city, but yet, guess where he lives? In Kirkwood. So I make fun of him. I go online and I say to him, hey, Ed, crime's terrible in Kirkwood. When are you going to move out? And he gets mad, you know? You're so funny, Brad. Well, see, the, the crazy thing about that is... The gauntlet's been thrown. Well, I see, there are things in life that sometimes you just say, what's the old, what's the serenity prayer? Let me see if I can find my pen. Where's my pen? My serenity prayer. prayer you really pen. got a lot of uh, use out of that pen, didn't you? I can't you? find it. It's here somewhere. I'm looking at all my junk I got sitting here. Serenity prayer. Are you really looking for that pen? I found my... Aww, Salvation yeah. Army bell. I can't find my serenity prayer, prayer pen. Okay, whatever God, the serenity the prayer. Serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Keep going. Know the things I can't and know the difference or something like that, okay? Yeah. Okay, there are certain things that, like, for example, if you're going to complain about how, and he's always complaining about Ballpark Village. Ballpark Village has killed downtown. To a certain extent, it has. I actually kind of agree with him Well, there. but once again, the problem is that's life in the big city. You know, I mean, if you run a little small mom and pop hamburger place and you're, let's say you're like, you're on uh, Highway K in O'Fallon, you've been there for 40 years and all of a sudden Highway K gets expanded to four lanes like it did like 20, 25 years ago. And all of a sudden every possible hamburger place is on Highway K guess what? Your business is not going to be as good as it used to be because you were the only game in town. You were the only hamburger place on Highway K. All of a sudden, now you got Hardee's and McDonald's and Freddy's and whatever it is, you know? I mean, it's one of those things. And what I don't like about the situation with the whole deal with the Cardinals is they got state money for that. They got federal money, which this whole TIF thing bothers me. You know, there's a, there's a, I don't know if you know, there's, there's now a big fight going on between the NAACP and the city of Crestwood. You know about this? I do not. Okay. Where the Crestwood 
mall used to be, you know, the Crestwood Shopping Center right there on on, on Watson Road. They tore it down yes. and they're going to redevelop it and it's going to be a mixed-use development. There's going to be some houses in there, some condos, but the majority of it's going to be like retail and they're going to build, build the Deerbergs there. So the Deerbergs is getting tax increment financing, which means they're 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 not going to have to pay their property taxes, real estate taxes for a number of years because of the fact that that's going to be, you know, an incentive to them to build that place and create jobs. The NAACP is suing, I believe, suing both Deerbergs and Crestwood, the city of Crestwood, because they say that's racial discrimination, that North County needs another Deerbergs, and why are they building one in Crestwood where they got lots of shopping centers and lots of places to eat, but there aren't any Deerbergs in North County? I'm thinking to myself, well, there is a Deerbergs in North County. I've been there before. It's right across the street from the old Steak and Shake where I used to work, right there on Lindbergh, just where that be east of... Uh, well, Elizabeth or whatever, Washington, I believe. You know what I'm talking about? You know the Deerbergs up there? It's down the street from the Schnooks. I don't know where the Deerbergs is. Yeah, it's been there a long time. Been there at least 20, 30 years. And I've, I've shopped in that store before, many times. And it's to the point where it's like, okay. So where is it, please? It's on Lindbergh. Yeah. It's right across from the old Steak and Shake. Remember where the Steak and Shake was? Where I used to work? Back in the day? The one on Parker? No. the not That's the, the one I used to work That's at. the crappy one. This was the good one. The one Excuse up, me? <laughs> the one up in Lindbergh was the good one. Let's throw down on that. <laughs> the one in Lindbergh was the good one. That Parker one, that one's terrible. It was always bad. Mm-hmm. They, you know, there, are other, there are curb girls and curb boys who couldn't get a job at any of the other steak and shakes. They put them there. Is that where you worked? Am I being condescending? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Move on, brother. <laughs> no, that's where the Deerbergs is. It's on Lindbergh, across the street from where the uh, used to be used to be where the the Steak and Shake was. And right next to the Steak and Shake, when I worked there, was the Pet Cemetery. But that was a whole other story. <laughs> the running joke was they'd go over and dig up a few graves, and that's what you had for dinner. They, that's the meat they used. <laughs> Ew! Stop! Stop right now! Stop talking. <laughs> so anyway, it's like just west of, I believe, Washington. It's like right around the corner from the True Value, uh, Handyman True Value. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-uh. <laughs> you know, up the street from Florissant Meadows Shopping Center. You know where Florissant Meadows is? Isn't that where the Marshalls is? I don't know. I don't know what's there anymore. It flooded back in July. Marshalls? Yeah, the, all those stores did because they're, the cur- Coldwater Creek runs right behind them. Matter of fact, not only... I was just over there like Friday, actually. What? In North County? Yes. You know, I hope you didn't drive 270. What a mess that is. It really is a mess. And do you know that they, you can't even get off on West Florissant anymore. It's ridiculous. It really is. It's to the point where it's and like. I'm like, how, why would they do that? That's I, like a, a known. You know, the, the traffic engineers out there in Chesterfield, they sit around. You know what they have? Every Friday night, they have a card game. And they play cards. You know, these are all the traffic engineers, the guys that design mm-hmm. that stuff. And they have, What are we going to do with <laughs> Elizabeth? I don't know. Let's yeah. see what we got going on in West Florida. Let's make it really tough for people to get on off the highway. <laughs> Let's make it to the point where nobody can figure out how to exit at Elizabeth or exit at Washington or, or even better yet, let's make two West Florida overpasses. Do you know that? There's now two West Florida overpasses. Not that one, does not, not one, but two. And they built an overpass in the middle of nowhere up there just west of 367. I'm going like, who's... That's for future growth. Who's using that? I mean, it's like nobody's there. Nobody lives over there. I was like, what is that? future growth. (sighs) I don't get it. It's like the crazy... That crazy... I just wish they'd bring the um, drive-in movie theater back. 
Oh, yeah, right. Like, that's going to happen. Which one? Yes. The, the, the 271 right there at West Florissant and 270? Yes. My recollection of what that was years ago. They had the old sign where the guy got up on the little little thing and he put the letters up. You know you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, and the, the marquee. Yes, they did. Okay. And I remember this. Rock and Roll High School. Remember that movie? Rock and Roll High School was... No, that was probably before me. Well, Rock and Roll Quite High School was playing at the theater, okay? And one night... Apparently, some guy got up there, and something else was, and they rearranged the letters. And instead of Rock and Roll High School, I will just put that they took R off the R-O, and they put an F-U in front of the C-K. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was up there for like two days. Get what I'm saying? Think, okay. Think about it for a minute. It was said Rock, R-O-C-K. They took off yes, the R-O, right, and they put off the... Like, literally, I did. <laughs> And it was like that for two days. All I know is, oh, The Grim Reaper is that movie that I saw at that drive-in. Yeah. That was literally the scariest movie I had ever. I mean, to this day, I can't even watch it. But um, what, what year was that? Huh? What year was that? Late 70s, early 80s. I looked that one up. Okay, we have to take a break. We're behind. It's all your fault again. Um, why is it always Shelly's fault? I don't know. I don't subscribe to that dude. 7.30. It is BS.show. New song from Louis Capaldi. Can I tell you something about that? I didn't... I had in my mind who I thought Louis Capaldi looked like, okay? Okay. I watched that video, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you to pick up your phone, pull up that video. It's called... Just go into YouTube and type in Louis Capaldi, Forget Me, okay? Now, don't get the lyric video or stuff like that. Do what they call the official music video, okay? The Vivo video, right? No, it, sometimes it's Vivo, sometimes it's not, but it's the official one, okay? And he is not the first couple of faces you see in the, the uh, it's sort of weird, starts off strange, like these two women get out of a car and they're walking and you're going like, okay, where they're walking? Well, it turns out they're walking to a party. And Louis Capaldi is in a swimming pool. So what is it called? Louis Capaldi, Forget Me? Yes, Forget Me. Okay. Okay. And if you can, go about 30 seconds into the video where he actually, the big, like I said, the beginning of the video starts off with two women walking from a car. It's sort of weird. You're like, okay, where are they walking? You know, they got the same shirts on. Like, what is this like some kind of, it looks, it's dark and like, it's, you know, like foggy. Like, this is like some sort of like creepy video or something like that. It's going to be like a, a killer video or something like that. So they, mm-hmm. ended up, they ended up a party. And it's like, there's all these weird people in weird costumes at a party, except for Louis Capaldi. Okay, have you gotten into it yet? I have not. Man, are you slow or what? Oh, mm, that's I am. I'm sorry. I'm I was made for comfort, not for speed. <laughs> I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not touching mm-hmm. that one. There we are. No, that's one. That's no. Come on. It, it says Vivo. Okay, so doesn't doesn't your doesn't your Ronco Foldomatic work better than that? Okay. Do you see him? Okay. He's on a pyramid. No, you go. It, he's the very beginning of the video. He's on an inner tube in a swimming pool. Okay. I'm sorry, I was not listening to you. I was he's listening to on an Capaldi. inner tube in a swimming pool. Okay. No, that's not the one I have. He's sitting on a staircase. No, 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 no. no okay. No, no, no. Anyway, I have to go buy another. Get another one. Hey, let me see if I can find the one. I'll, I'll see if I can find it and send it to you. It because says Vivo. 
No, but it does. It has no. It has, oh, here's is, official. Yes. It's it's. Okay. Do, okay. Do you have it? Okay. What? It's just one specific picture. No, 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 no. That's not it either. That's Brad, not... send me the link, man. Hold on a minute. Because you you have. He doesn't look like. I would think he would. Well, no kidding. Okay, here. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you a screenshot. Okay, this is the screenshot of the video. Okay, all I have to do is um, <laughs> the smartest woman in the world says he needs he needs my McDonald's diet. Okay, wait till I send you this. Hold on, let me, where are you at? Where are you at? Right there. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to send you. The, I've just done. I just done a screen cap of this, and I'm shoot this to you. Okay. <laughs> now, take take a look at it. Tell me when you get it. Okay. Okay. I haven't gotten it yet. Okay. Well, I just said it. Okay. <laughs> He's it's to the point where I thought he was as good. Okay. Okay. If you see it. Yes. Okay. Describe what you see. And this is actually him. Describe. You're talking about the middle picture right yes the, the guy with the with the sunglasses on he's so got... he doesn't have a six-pack <laughs> no. but i don't think men should have six-pack okay describe what he's wearing bvds tidy whities okay yeah and the guy looks like he looks like he's overweight and he's not a very good looking guy at all right um He's got long hair. He's not completely unfortunate yes, looking. but he's got a big old gut, and he's he's, he's got a man body. Uh, but yeah, he's got he's got man boobs, uh, and and this oh, is Lu this is Louis Capaldi. I'm thinking to myself, I thought he was this good looking guy from Scotland or something I, I like I that. I think I would have probably I don't know picked another pose, but <laughs> yes. I don't think he's completely unfortunate looking. Yes, right, but I but he's I like him better than uh. He, he's at some. Who is that? The teeth guy. The who guy? Post Malone. Oh, Post Malone. Well, at least this man has teeth. Okay, look at this guy. I'm going like, if you had that kind of a body, would you be doing a video with you in in your tidy whities with nothing else on? Like he's got big old thighs and big old beer gut and man boobs and and he's got long hair which looks like. It needs to go in the shower a few times, and he just looks like a creepy guy. He looks like he looks like some kind of guy. Hey, hey! Oh my gosh! Hey, little girl! You're <laughs> you're you're turning into an old gentleman. Well, I am. I'm 87. No, you're not. That's the thing. You don't think like that. I don't think like what? But you're just sitting there, like, you know, describing this man, Shelley. Like, like there are men. You know, long hair, freaky people may not apply. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on a minute. There are men who can take off their shirt, and people go, "Oh my God, look at that guy's body!" And you they... know what? <laughs> I heard that Riverfront Times thinks that Mark McCluskey. Did you see that? Did you see that picture? Uh huh. Is that for real? Is that him for real? Yes. He's a, like he's like a bodybuilder. He is. I'm going like, that's not him. Supposedly, it was. Okay. Well, anyway, going back to Louis Capaldi, okay? What difference does it make what the man looks like? But if I were that guy, I wouldn't be in a video in my underwear. I would have, like, you know, pants and shirt on, stuff like that. You know? I mean, once again, it's like there's certain, like, you know, 
this is like the story. Have you ever, you've never been to a nudist colony, have you been? No, I have not okay. had the pleasure. I remember several. Did of, you go to the one here in St. Louis? No, no. There's one in Franklin County. I don't know where it's at. Yeah. Okay, it's not in St. Louis. It's Franklin County. Okay. And potato, potato bread. Okay. Well, Franklin County is not St. Louis. Just ask the people in Franklin County; they'll tell you. But that's a whole other story. Okay. But I know people who went to their, the radio. They invited for a while. They were doing like a PR push, and they were actually advertising on the radio. I know three radio guys who went to the the you know the whatever it was something acres or something like that on Franklin County. It's in Robertsville or someplace like that. And they, all of them, said the same thing. The people there with no clothes on are the people that should have clothes on. Essentially, they said something to that effect. So in other words, the women were not the most attractive women, and the men were the least attractive men, and yet they were flaunting their, shall we say, not-so-beautiful bodies. And there were no gorgeous dudes or gorgeous dudettes there that were nude. They were all, like, big, overweight people. And I'm going like, Okay, once again, that's why God created clothing. And that's why God created, that's, that's, why, wow. that's why he created clothing, because there are certain things you don't want to see. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just one of those things. And it's to the point where, where it's like, it's like, and I'm not, once again, it's like anything in life. If you know you have a great body, flaunt it. If you're like a dude and you got the biceps and the six pack and the whole bit and you got the muscular legs, you know what? Knock yourself out. And, and, but yet I don't think it's, maybe he's like doing it as a joke or something like that. But I, when I saw this video, I thought to myself, that's Louis Cabaldi? Because I'm thinking, he's some good-looking, he's from Scotland. Now, the interesting story is, now I get it, because there was a story that when he, his first big hit came out, because he'd been singing for a while, not making much money, and his first hit came out, and I think it was Ryan Seacrest said, hey, and Louis Capaldi's been able to move out of his parents' house. I'm thinking to myself, now, he, now I know why I lived in his parents' house. because Did he really say that? Yeah, supposedly he lived in his basement of his parents' house in Scotland. he was helping them out. He's from, he's from Scotland or something like that. Here, let me look okay. him up. So... <laughs> Failure to launch much? Well, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Here, let me see if I... Well, we got to take a break. I want to take a break. And next break, I want to talk about marijuana advertising on radio stations, which is interesting because technically it's illegal. And they've got this, this article in our trade publication called Inside Radio. And you will never believe they've got the marijuana products and services advertisers by formats. In other words, they show all the different types of stations, and you're never going to believe what the number one format is that plays the most number of marijuana commercials around the country. You, If I gave you 10 guesses, you'd never guess this, which which I found sort of interesting. You'd, Joy? You'd think, no, no, you'd think it would be like like the classic Casey. rock, the classic rock stations like Casey, you know, Casey ninety five, you know, and Shelley being the naive person still thought that the thing in in Sweet Meat's mouth was it was a regular cigarette and not. I a joint. really did. <laughs> I I literally just recently, within the past year, realized it was a doobie. No lie. Yeah, you know. I'm like, why does he have a rolled cigarette? Why don't he just? <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, I don't understand. <laughs> <sighs> 
I guess maybe. <laughs> and I grew up with sweet peas. Oh, I know. We all did, right? <laughs> At least the older generation did. And you know what's crazy is that, that, that they're now the number one station in town. It's like, okay, how'd that happen? Okay. Okay, we have to take because a break. Because Casey is amazing. Well, but it's the same old stuff over and over. They don't play any new music. It's all old stuff. It's 746. One of my favorite videos of good old Kelly Clarkson and Since You've Been Gone. You've never watched that, have you? I haven't, but she sure is a doll, isn't she? Uh, I mean, to this day. Well, you know, it's interesting. It's, what has it been, 19 years, 20 years, something like that, since she won the very first American Idol? Isn't it that hard? is. Isn't yes. that hard to believe? Like, where did time go? You know? I mean, like, all that time. And, like, look how many other ones, with the exception of, like, Carrie Underwood and a handful of other ones, most of them, like, you don't even know their names anymore. They just sort of disappeared. And even the new, the new you know, reincarnation of it, there's just, like, this just, like, doesn't happen. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about this last break. We talked about this. This is the conundrum us as broadcasters have. Marijuana is still, even though it's pretty much legal in Illinois and now officially legal in Missouri, we are being advised by the National Association of Broadcasters, the State Missouri Broadcasters Association, as other attorneys not to run marijuana advertising for like any, any of the places. Like, if you sell marijuana, we should not be advertising your place because of the fact that everybody's... Some people aren't listening to that. Well, but everybody's concerned. The broadcasters are concerned that the FCC, because we are licensed by the FCC, mm-hmm. the FCC may come along and come along and say, hey, guess what? You're running ads for an illegal, what is it, you know, what, phase one, where they call it? There's a term for it, level one. What, what's narcotics? Schedule one narcotic or something like that. Oh, yeah. Which which is what marijuana is still like. It's up there with like heroin and stuff like that. Okay. So there's an interesting conundrum that broadcasters, for the most part, at least here in St. Louis, don't touch actual marijuana. Side products, like there's a company called Vera Heal, which is one of the companies that will help you get your your uh, medical marijuana card. And there's, another, there's a local one uh, out of St. Louis that does that. Okay. So... The article is in Inside Radio just this last week, and a matter of fact, it's just this morning, two hours ago, talks about there are a number of radio stations around the country that are bucking the trend, and they are taking money from the marijuana dispensaries, primarily in Colorado. So they've done this. I thought they couldn't do that because you can't deposit it in banks. Well, but but no, but see, but if... I, I don't know. This, this so, it's so complicated. There was a story in the Post-Dispatch... Um, a year or so ago about a guy who runs a company and he consults marijuana. He was one of the guys, the consulting people to apply for their, their licenses, you know, before they gave out the, the medical marijuana licenses and, and you know, the, all the kind of stuff. And he ran a consulting firm. He didn't sell marijuana. He didn't do anything, but he had a bank account with his consulting company and the bank closed his account. Because they oh, really? yeah, they closed his account because we want nothing to do with marijuana. And he was all like, "Well, hold on, I don't sell marijuana. I don't, I don't do anything. I'm a consultant. I'm working with companies who are going to ultimately apply for a marijuana dispensary, the medical med- you know, the medical marijuana dispensary license. And they, and the bank said, we don't care. We want nothing to do with the marijuana industry. We don't care wow. that you're not selling. We want nothing to do with because once again, the banks are controlled by the federal government, FDIC, all that kind of good stuff. They don't want to get in trouble with the government. So that's what's happened with a lot of radio stations. Well, some radio stations are bucking the trend. Now, here's what's interesting. They broke it down as the number as the formats 
who's running the most marijuana products and services advertiser by format. Now, Ooh. I thought it would have been like like alternative rock or classic hits, okay? Yes. Alternative rock is number nine as far as the really? formats are concerned. Yeah. Classic hits is number 11, okay? I'm thinking to myself. I can see that. Okay, I'm thinking to myself, okay, who would be – who would be the number one formatted station that, that there's more marijuana commercials run on this format station than any other format? Three, talk radio. Three guesses. You give me, I'll give you three guesses. Talk. Nope, that's number four. Um, um, Second guess. Um, 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 hold on. Um, what are we? Hot AC. Number 12. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, keep going. One uh, more. One, AC. Uh, number 10. The number one formatted stage. Yes, exactly. Country. I'm thinking to myself, hold on a minute now. I've never seen a video where they're going to a marijuana dispensary, you know, to buy some some marijuana. They're always going to the bar. And there's songs about, you know, Jack Daniels, a song about beer. We play the one song that that uh, that uh, Brad Paisley does called Crushing It, where he's talking about it's yes. Friday night, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's one of our Friday songs. Number one formatted stations around the country that play the most number of marijuana commercials are country stations. I find that funny and interesting at the same time. Don't funny you? ha-ha or well, funny peculiar? Well, because of the fact that the whole idea, to a certain extent, when you're, when you're like in the country mode, you think about drinking, right? Jack Daniels, brewskis, the whole bit, right? Because there's a lot of songs in country music about, you know, you know, crying and your beer. You know, what, what, what they talk about, they talk about the perfect country song has uh, something in it about, you know, your mother, a train, you know, a breakup, um, you know what I mean? What's a pickup truck, you know, <laughs> going to a bar, a honky tonk place like that. You know, typically when you think, at least to me, when you think of country music, you think of like some like, you know, like Stovalls out there in, in Yuppieville. I still want to go to that. Oh, yeah. They won't let you in. Why? You look, you, you, you have too much bling. You gotta, you gotta be non-bling to get really? in Stovall. Really? I oh, have yeah. cowboy boots. Yeah. They, no, the, they don't care. They, they don't care about. They and have my cowboy boots have bling. They have, you know, in other places they have metal detectors. At Stovall's, mm-hmm. they have a bling detector. You wouldn't make it past the bling detector. I totally wouldn't even you, make it past the front door. You walk that through is and a go. Bling, 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 and they go, bling, bling, ma'am, bling, bling, I'm sorry, bling. you have too much. I still want to go though. You have too much bling on. You'll have to leave. You can't. We can't let you in. I, you know, you still don't believe me about about Brooks and Dunn meeting. That's how they met. I do not. They met a construction crew. They no. were working on Highway 100. No, no. Yes. The, no, no, no. The song is the song is about. They wrote a song about when they get done working on the highway and Highway 100 out there in Wildwood. They go to Stovall's at night, and they mm-hmm. decided, you know, they they didn't know. Neither one knew how to play guitar and sing. They took lessons at night when they were on the construction crews out there in Wildwood working on Highway 100 years ago. They learned how to play guitar, and and one of the guys learned how to play the harmonica. And they would sit out there, and that's how. And then they hey, well, let's not work construction anymore. Let's go into let's go into singing. And they go, okay, what are you going to call himself? And they say, let's let's. Crush our beer cans. That'll be fun. <laughs> and they say, we'll call ourselves the Stovalls. No, no, no. <laughs> Brooks and Dunn. That's what they Okay. Time for us to go. Oh, it's been such a fun day, don't you think? Yes, yes. You were very condescending yes. to me, but I, I don't have a problem with that. Excuse me? Never mind. <laughs> say goodbye. Bye, Shelly. Bye, Brad. Have a great day, everybody. Peace and I fly. Eight o'clock.
Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon.